Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Red Cedar Podcast. It's your boy, ST, here, coming back at you with some big news, which, unless you've been living under a rock, you have probably heard that Big Ten football is back, baby. It's back. That means MSU football is back, and we get to watch Mel Tucker and the Spartans play this fall in eight-game plus one schedule, and Mel Tucker will get to have his first season at MSU this fall instead of in the spring or, worst-case scenario, next fall. So today, we're just going to be looking over the schedule for the Spartans and uh, some of the other teams around the So like I said, today we're going to be looking at maybe some of the other teams around the conference that might have got dealt quite a tough schedule um, compared to especially how MSU kind of got out of there. MSU got a pretty favorable schedule, if I do have to say so myself. Then second half of the podcast, we're just going to be talking about some different tailgating things that I will personally miss this year since we're not going to be tailgating, obviously, until hopefully next fall we can get back out there. Um, but yeah, so reminder to leave a like on the podcast, follow me on Twitter at ScottTroop16, and let's jump right in. Alright, so Michigan State opens up the season at home versus Rutgers. Then they travel to Ann Arbor week two, which actually falls on Halloween. So that, that'll be a fun Saturday. Then they go to Iowa, which we really caught a break this year with having, obviously, no fans in the stands. Just, you know, I think they're trying to accommodate family. Uh, then after that, we go to or we come back home, play Indiana. Then we go to Maryland, uh, home versus Northwestern and Ohio State. And then we close out the season by going to Happy Valley. To be completely honest with you, this is just like broadly looking at it. Um, this is a doable schedule, you know. We could. This could have been a lot worse, definitely. We lost the um, when the ten game conference only schedule was released about um, the beginning of August. I think it was when they swapped to an all Big Ten schedule and released that schedule. Uh, we had Minnesota uh, to open the season. We lost that game, which Minnesota um, is one of the better teams in the Big Ten. Um, and definitely one of the better teams, if not the best team, uh, one of the best two teams in the West. So losing that game is big for MSU. Uh, they got out of there nice in that one. And, you know, a couple of the other spots, you know, they really, you know, lucked out with having to go to Iowa with no fans, you know, going to Michigan, even though we played there last year, there's no fans and, you know, they're breaking in a new quarterback as well. So I think it's doable. So starting out, I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better first game opponent than Rutgers. Rutgers, obviously Greg Schiano coming back, uh, trying to revive the program again. Um, but MSU just has simply more talent there. So that should be a game that's right to Mel Tucker's likings and should get him off on the right foot there um, at home versus Rutgers. 
you know, should be able to handle that game pretty easily. Even the year we went three and nine, we still beat them very handily uh, back in 2016. Then, you know, you look at, if you look at some of the other games, you know, um, I know I'm kind of scattered right now, but if you look at some of the other games that you should be able to win, you should be able to beat Maryland at Maryland. Um, you know, we've beat them the last couple of years. Um, and, you know, that's not a team that has that much talent. You know, they're, they're definitely improving, but uh, should be able to win that game uh, towards the middle of the season on November 21st. Um, and then Northwestern, you should be able to get that one. So, and that one's at home too. Uh, not that home field really matters super much, especially with no, with no fans. But that's when you should get, um, I mean, that should be a tight game either way. Uh, but that's three games that you should either win or you'll be favored in uh, for the most part. And then you look at the other games. So that's, so then there's five games left and that's three wins right there. Now, all you need to do is beat either Michigan, Iowa, Indiana, Ohio State, or Penn State to get to four wins. And if you beat two of those teams, you're looking at five wins, which, uh, like I said earlier in the podcast, we're going to do a prediction for MSU and the Big Ten, like schedule-wise and game-by-game-wise. But four to five wins in the regular season uh, in an eight-game schedule, that's, that's decent. I mean, that's probably third in the East, given that Ohio State and Penn State reside in the East. But if you're if you're able to get to four or five wins, I'd say that's pretty solid because you beat um, – that means you beat two solid opponents then that – have an opportunity to finish in the top three or four in the Big Ten. I guess, well, the Big Ten East specifically. Um, so you look here, after right after the schedule came out, I just had like a hot take. I said, listen, I said, this team can have a sneaky, sneaky five and three record, as I just mentioned. But... What they have to do is they obviously have to win the three games that they should win, Rutgers, Maryland, Northwestern. And then I think, personally, I think they'll win one of either at Michigan or at Iowa. I think they'll win one of them. Um, I'm hoping it's Michigan. Um, But going to Iowa, you know, they could do that, especially with no fans to definitely go into Iowa with no fans as I know I sound probably sound like a broken record but that's huge the fact that there'll be no fans in Kinnick and kind of get out clean with that so I think MSU will win one of those two right um and me personally I Michael Penix I mean he absolutely um dotted us up last year and he did a lot of things to us that our defense was not ready for last year but I think that MSU can get that Indiana game, I believe. So right there, if that's why I said, hey, five and three. If you're looking at five and three and your only losses are either either one of Michigan, Iowa and Ohio State, Penn State, 
then I say you're looking that's that's a solid year one, year zero, however you want to label Mel Tucker's first season with MSU. That's solid and I think it's doable. I said not gonna dive too much, too much into the specifics of it, but I mean, you look at, let me pull up real quick while we're looking at it, because they absolutely got screwed over, and it's absolutely hilarious because they were the ones that were doing the most complaining. Nebraska said, hey, we want football, we want football, we're going to leave, go to Big 12, or wherever they said they were going to go. Well, you got football, Nebraska, open up verse at Ohio State. And then home versus Wisconsin. Northwestern, that's a, that's a toss-up game with them, too, which Northwestern probably win. And then they have Penn State coming home. That's They don't really have a game, in my opinion, just looking at it. They don't have a game that I think they'll be favored in until the middle end of November until week five versus Illinois. Northwestern, maybe they'll be favored, but to me, that's more of like a toss-up, maybe if they're favored by two, three points, a field goal maybe. But but then even after that, after you got Illinois, you got to go to two Iowa, two Purdue, and then you close out the season with Minnesota at home. I mean, the I mean, Big Ten, yes, it is one of the toughest divisions, but or sorry, toughest conferences, but wow, they got dealt haymakers um, up and down their schedule, and they kind of deserve it for crying and complaining the whole time and threatening to leave the conference, even though they don't really bring that much value to the conference uh, since they have joined. I mean, like I said, just overlooking at it, I think there's possibly... There's two to three games that I think that they can actually compete in. All the other ones, I think, yeah, maybe they can hang in there for a little bit, but it'll, I think for the most part, it'll be over by mid-fourth quarter for most of those besides the bloodbaths that they'll probably get into at Ohio State versus Wisconsin and Penn State um, and Minnesota. And who knows what it uh, will be like. I don't know what it'll be like anywhere in the Big Ten for that December 5th and 12th weekend of games because Anywhere they're going to be playing in the Big Ten, it's going to be cold and possibly snowy. And if not, it's going to be that awful in-between that you usually get from, you know, week after Thanksgiving to, like, Christmas and the second week of January till it starts getting a little warmer in March. It's that awful in-between where it's, like, 20 degrees and cold and just nasty the whole day, gray skies, no sun. So I have no idea what those two games are going to hold anywhere. So those can really be toss-up games, really. But I think Minnesota is definitely the better team there uh, for sure. Um, Let's look at – we're going to look at two more schedules, two, maybe three more schedules real quick. Let me pull up Ohio State's schedule because they're clearly – I think – I think – they will probably go undefeated. Um, I think 
in my opinion, it's probably going to be them and Clemson in the national championship game. Um, maybe I don't know. I always like I always like Oklahoma. I mean, you give me a good mobile quarterback, the la- like they've had the last three four years. I'll I'll usually ride with you if you get into the playoffs. Um, unfortunately for Oklahoma, they haven't been able to get over the hump. But you know, Spencer Rattler looks good through what, one game. So that'll be interesting, but I mean, Ohio State, the key games for them are obviously they go to Penn State, uh, not as, and that's week two. That's Halloween too. That's going to be an amazing, amazing Halloween um, with obviously Michigan State, Michigan playing and Penn State, Ohio State playing. Um, I'm guessing they'll probably make that game the night game and we'll probably get the 330 slot. I hope we get the 330 slot. I I would be petitioning if uh, the game was in person, or like if we could go see it in person for a night game. But, you know, Halloween night, Penn State, Ohio State, they can have the night game, give us the 330 game on Halloween. I'll, I'll take it. I mean, we're in football anyway, so I'm not going to be picky. But that would be nice. And then, you know, they should steamroll all those other teams. You know, Michigan State held them probably the best of anyone last season in, in the Big Ten for a quarter, uh, quarter and a half, really. Um, but none of these will probably be super close. And then, you know, they close out the year with Michigan that shouldn't, I don't see that. I don't even consider that really a rivalry anymore. They just, uh, play it up to be, but, uh, there's that. And then let's look at Penn state's schedule real quick. Cause I think they'll probably finish second. Um, they obviously have that Ohio state game. They play us the last week of the season. They got Michigan, which They're usually in a good game with them, but they're the better team. Besides that, not too many challenges. And then that team down the road from us um, here in East Lansing, that team down the road in Ann Arbor, they they open up versus Michigan, then they got us week two, or they open up versus Minnesota, then play us week two. So that's um, a tough start for them. I mean, talent-wise, they might have a little bit more talent than us, but uh, rivalry games, you throw all that stuff out the window and just play. So two really tough games for them to start out with. And then it doesn't get any easier. They go on the road to Indiana, then home versus Wisconsin. So really four, four hard games to start out with for that Michigan team. That'll be breaking in a new quarterback. Um, they'll probably be favored in two of those. They'll probably be favored versus us. They'll probably be favored versus Indiana. Um, like I said, I think we can beat them because it is a rivalry game and, you know, I think it can happen, you know, who knows, unprecedented times, unprecedented year. Um, but I don't think the talent gap is too far off. So, you know, you get into a game and just make it about playing, you know, I think, uh, MSU can pull out a win there. Um, Indiana, Michael Penix, uh, who knows, like I said, I think he's a really, really good quarterback. Um, he can do some things to them maybe that can get them. So four really tough games that uh, I think will be close in all of them for them. Um, Then they get a Rutgers and a Maryland in there, but then they have Penn state, Ohio state. So uh, some really tough games around there. Um, Yeah. They did not get it easy there. Um, we're just going to look at one team in the West, Minnesota, real quick, because I'm interested. Um, 
yeah, they opened the season pretty nice. Michigan, Maryland, Illinois, Iowa, Purdue, um, Wisconsin, uh, probably their first big test besides obviously opening up versus Michigan. Um, and that's probably for the division, uh, too, for the West. So, yeah. Okay, so that's that. Like I said, we're going to get into some more schedule breakdowns as time will go on over the course of the next month or so before kickoff happens. But as of right now, we're just going to we're going to end this segment right here and then we're going to come back next segment and talk a little bit about what we're going to miss about tailgating this fall on the beautiful campus of Michigan State University in East Lansing. So be right back. All right. So obviously no tailgating this year for any Big Ten team. Uh, Obviously what we're concerned about is Michigan State University here in East Lansing. Um, I'm just going to really talk about, you know, the things that I'll miss about tailgating this year. because I have problems and I really miss tailgating. Well, it's not really a problem. I think everyone misses tailgating and football in person in general and can't wait till we can get back to it in person. Hopefully that is the end of August, beginning of September, whatever our schedule looks like next year, whenever we kick it off at home. Um, I think I think I, I break this down. Into, I'm going to break this down into two portions, like the tailgating portion and then the game portion. Um, the tailgating portion, I'm going to miss, um, well, let me just give like a little background before I get into it. Uh, for me, I tailgate, uh, well, we tailgate at, uh, Mount Hope and Farm Lane. We tailgate in the RV lot. Uh, you know, we've only been, this would have been our third year season ticket holders, been going to games for, uh, four years, started in 2017. I'm pretty sure I told this story on the podcast before, but started going in 17, found that as a free lot. It was my first time. Uh, really, we had came to a basketball game the year before, but first time really on the campus. And uh, so, you know, we were looking for somewhere quick to park and that was easy to get in and um, found that spot. And we really liked it, you know, free to park. So then the following year, 2018, 2019, we had season tickets. Then this year, we obviously did too, but obviously we're not going because uh, no one's going. But so, yeah, we tailgate there at Mount Hope Farm Lane in the RV lot over there. Uh, then uh, when it's game time, we walk over to the the bus and uh, catch that bus driving into the stadium. Uh, and really, really nice price too, five bucks. We have walked it a couple times, but it is a little bit of a little bit of a hike. Uh, but definitely doable. But I guess the the first thing I'll miss most is um, it takes us about an hour to get there. Um, I think what I'll miss the most is we usually getting off the getting off the exit there exit 110 and we would always stop at the Tim Hortons there uh get a 10 pack of Timbits or 20 pack of Timbits whatever have you and then head in and uh get to the field um but unfortunately um that Tim Hortons is closed now so whenever we get back to in person unless we can find another uh Tim Hortons close by we will be having to go with the the munchkins at Dunkin' Donuts uh, at that gas station right there off of exit 110 when you're heading towards MSU. Um, But yeah, the first thing is really, you know, getting off that exit and 
you know, that slow, like anticipation, like drive in um, and parking in the lot. And the first thing is like just getting out. You know, we usually get there pretty early. Um, we try, I would probably get there earlier, um, if I was going by myself, but, uh, usually for the most part, uh, we get there pretty early. We're one of the first people in the lot, um, get there. And the best thing is getting out and just, I always just get out and look around at the scenery, especially the first time in the season, man. It's, uh, it's nothing like it. Just looking around just the open field, you know, there'll be, like one or two RVs over there, maybe a couple uh, cars parked up with their, uh, you know, canopies already up and just getting out there unloading everything, setting up the canopy, the couple tables, plugging in the crock pots, the setting up the cornhole, all that stuff, you know, that's, that's really the first part of you're just like, yep, this is going to be a good eight to 12 hour, hour journey from here on out. Um, and I guess really, well, I guess this kind of has to go with the first part. Um, well, I guess this actually comes before the first part. I'm just saying this as I, they kind of came to mind. But um, the night before a game, no matter what it is, it's it's extra for like the first game or two. It's like extra more, but not being able to sleep the night, the night before. It's like it's like literally like a, a kid on uh, Christmas christmas eve man can't sleep the night before and i'm always like that um cannot sleep i'll be watching like you know watching stuff from the year before and watching youtube videos games and you know i'm that weirdo that always watches like you know i love i love the experience of it like obviously the game is amazing and that's obviously what we're doing this all for but it's like i always watch the you know, the band walking in, the Spartan walk and, you know, pregame performance, like all the fun stuff that goes into it and makes it a game day. That's, uh, I always watch videos like that on YouTube where I look through my camera roll on ones or throw it up on my Apple TV, watch it on the TV, just, you know, stuff from the year before. Um, really, really love that. So not being able to sleep before that still, it still stays with you throughout the season too, even for, road games but it's even more for definitely home games when you know you're going to be getting up 6 a.m 5 30 the next morning getting ready and uh making that trek out there to tailgate for the day second thing is uh really i guess like the actual tailgate so basically the tailgating situation is me and my dad have season tickets um so it's usually just us at the tailgate um you know, we're trying to get more people into our tailgate, especially when we play uh, next year. It should be, we should have Michigan at home. So a lot of our family is uh, Michigan fans. So, you know, it'll be cool getting everyone there, but it's even, even just us two, you know, I, w- I would do it even if I was there by myself. There's been, I think one or two times, maybe one time, I think it was actually only, but that, I was the only one that could go to the game, but I still loved it. I still set up. I don't think uh, this was early on. I don't think I set up the canopy and everything, but I still, you know, set up and, you know, set out there. It was a little bit colder and kind of rainy, so it wasn't a- as much. I think I went up there early and walked up there, saw the Spartan walk and all that stuff beforehand. But, um, but yeah, so basically back to the point is just the, like just sitting there like you know we don't even we don't have a lot of people that we come through 
like you know it's usually just us but it's like it's like seeing everything and everyone and you know everything everyone's setting up and obviously everyone's like like super nice just this uh you know small chat that you'll have with you know the the family or the people next to you tailgating next to you or who's ever setting up next to you or across the way or the the guys that ride around on the golf carts with the uh the trash bags msu trash bags to give to everyone um interacting with those people and then just hanging out you know we usually we don't have a crazy spread we're slowly getting better as we get into this thing obviously there's been people that have been tailgating for 40 plus years there um you know we're working on uh, going on year four so whenever we get back out there so we're getting a little bit better but we usually have a two or three usually two crock pots set up with some like cheese dip and you know maybe some mac and cheese or you know some other type of proportion in the the crock pot we usually have the grill so we can do like sausage if it's in the morning heat up some biscuits and stuff like that but you know sitting there enjoying that stuff uh you know peanut butter pretzels is key uh you know get you some protein to to go down with your uh seltzers or um my drink of choice usually during tailgating is jack and coke um having a couple uh some having some protein to go along with those drinks is really nice um but just sitting there, you know, tossing cornhole around, you know, uh, usually, uh, we'll throw the football for a little bit, um, throw it around. That's, you know, uh, fun. Um, always love doing that. Usually turn the Spartan pregame show on, or definitely if it's a, uh, if we have a later game, like a three thirty game or, uh, seven o'clock, seven thirty game, eight o'clock game, whatever may have you night, nightcap game, uh, you know, uh, setting up a tablet or something and watching on the TV, um, uh, some other games or game day, love watching game day, um, and all the picks and everything, uh, spreads throughout the day. Um, miss that part definitely. Um, and then I guess really the last part of tailgating is the, this kind of it's kind of mixed in with both but it's the walk the walk from when we lock take everything down from tailgating lock it up in the car triple check in quadruple check in the pocket for the tickets uh making sure they're in there um uh cuz I have OCD so I'm always you know triple checking my pockets making sure everything quadruple checking everything's in there um and it's the walk over to, for us, like I said, the, the Mount Hope Farm Lane bus to shuttle us to the side of the Spartan Stadium to get out. It's that walk in there, and then it's the bus ride in there, man. That And that really is the transition from tailgating into the actual game, you know, being on that bus. Um, there's some great memories on those buses, I'll tell you, and it's just with, you know, complete strangers, too, but, you know everyone you know just common cause it's all you know it's all fun and it's all uh you know you become best friends with all 50 something people they try to scram you into that bus or cram you into that bus and you know up against each other and it's uh it's real fun and you know uh you get the uh the the people who are a little louder than me and they uh may have had a few more alcoholic beverages than me and they'll uh 
start uh, singing the fight song, singing the fight song in there. Um, that's always fun or banter between when, you know, Penn State's in town, Michigan's in town. Michigan's always a little more hostile, um, which to be, you know, to be expected. But Penn State, Ohio State, those ones are usually, you know, the Big Ten games are usually always usually like lighthearted and, you know, fun jabs, uh, stuff like that. Um, I was talking about it the other day. I'm pretty sure Penn State's my uh, second favorite game of the year besides Michigan to go to. Um, uh, like that game, I was at the um, the three-hour rain delay game back in 2017 where I had to pack it up, go to IM West in the middle of the what second quarter, and then <laughs> uh, when it was going to be a couple more hours, uh, pack it up back on the bus to the car and convincing my girlfriend not to leave because she had homework, um, convincing her to go sit down at Chick-fil-A and then uh, walk around Meyer and get ourselves some towels and uh, then uh, drive back to the, the lot. And then it's like, oh, shoot we're going back on in 20 minutes. All right, let's get back in the stadium. Um, you know, that was fun. I think that's why I love that game so much. That was a good one. Um, and then, uh, I guess the game day thing is walking in this, walking in the stadium for the first time in the, um, in the fall for the first game, you know, usually we go in there, uh, I've gone to meet the Spartans every year, except, uh, um, 2017, um, that I've been going to games when 2018 and 19 last year. Uh, so usually we're in there for that, but, you know, walking in there first time for the game, you know, everyone in there, concessions open, everything. It's, uh, it's a great feeling. And especially when you walk up, uh, so we're section, uh, 30, uh, row 44, 48, something like that. 40 something. Uh, if I remember correctly. Um, but, um, walking up there and, uh, that first time you walk up the ramp and see, you know, the players warming up and you walk up to the, um, your seats and look at the stadium. That's always my first memory. And the first, uh, like, yes, we finally made it here. You know, it's been since the end of November last year and we're, we're back, baby. Second thing is really the, uh, the interaction during the game, you know, high fives with everyone around you and singing the fight song and big third downs, everyone, uh, uh, you know, shaking their keys and uh, on a big third down and getting loud and, you know, the ups and downs throughout the game. That's always the fun part. Um, I always love walking down and uh, I usually go mid second quarter and use the restroom and get a, uh, usually get a nice uh, Pepsi and, box of Michigan State popcorn and uh to get you through uh halftime because the lines are usually ridiculous especially where we are where the bathrooms are not too big uh we're not on the side um where the bathrooms are or by the student section where those bathrooms are insane um don't know why I'm going on so long about bathrooms but um you know that's always fun too seeing the band at halftime and then um and then after is just the, uh, um, you know, it's, I, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's the, um, you know, the end of the game, usually when it's, uh, 
most of the time, usually when it's in hopefully good, uh, good spirits, uh, to win, you know, uh, closing it out in the final minutes. And, uh, especially if it's a close game, like the Indiana game last year, or the Arizona state game, which obviously didn't go our way. Um, uh, or crappy like the Illinois game too. I mean, um, but other ones like Penn state a couple years ago was obviously amazing, but it's those that stretch in the fourth quarter where it's like, it's almost over, but you don't want it to end. And it's, uh, you know, you're hanging on to those last moments before you got to go out there make the trek back to the car and hopefully do it again next weekend. Um, but yeah, that's a uh, fun part stuff definitely missed. I know a lot of it is probably, you know, specific to me, but maybe some of the game portions are same for some of you out there. Um, definitely stuff that we'll all miss and can't wait to get back to. Um, but I don't know what are, I want to know what everyone else is doing. We, um, I've set it up a couple times, uh, our tailgating stuff, you know, the tables, canopy, stuff like that, uh, outside here in uh, my driveway, um, and throw it on a couple old MSU games, MSU versus Michigan back in 2017 and, uh, MSU versus Oregon, uh, throw, throw that game on there, um, versus Penn state back in 2017. Uh, it's probably my favorite football game I've ever been to, um, throwing that on out there. So we're going to probably do that for at least definitely the first two games versus Rutgers and definitely versus Michigan on Halloween. Um, you know, hopefully weather permits and well, it'll permit set out and worse, um, set out and anyone who was in the stadium for, um, the last game of the season last year versus Maryland will understand, uh, little rain is fine, but that, that was bad last year, the last game versus Maryland. Um, but yeah, so let me know what, um, all you guys are planning on doing for the games this year. If you're just planning on watching on your couch or going to try to go to like V-dubs up in East Lansing. I imagine those will be kind of crowded. That's why I thought about it, but probably not going to be worth it to even try that, especially with everything going on right now. Um, so yeah, we're definitely going to do that, but let me know what you guys are going to do. Um, and then, like I said, yeah, we, I have my position breakdowns that I was going to release back in August before the season got canceled um so i will be releasing those um in the next couple weeks uh with maybe some updated if people are coming back obviously we all know jacob panashuk is coming back now uh, a couple other players who opted out are opting back in as well so uh we'll be doing that um and then as we get closer probably won't happen till game week i usually like getting it out on like that Thursday, Friday area of game week, uh, of the first game, uh, you know, week by week predictions, uh, game by game predictions, um, for overall record and for everyone in the big 10. Um, and then, yeah, and we're kicking this thing off. Uh, I'm recording this on what the 22nd. So, uh, a month and two days, month and two days, guys, uh, we're almost there gang. We're, going forward, watching the NFL, watching college football on Saturdays, um, until then, but yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this one, um, make sure, like I said, to leave a like and comment if you so desire, um, follow me on Twitter at ScottTroop16 for more of 
my written portions of the MSU football season and basketball season when we get into that because we're going to be just uh, hitting like the halfway point in football, halfway to three-quarter mark in football when basketball will be starting. So uh, that'll definitely be uh, be an interesting note and uh, will definitely be fun going into the season. So looking forward to that in the coming month. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I will talk to you guys in the next one. This has been the Red Seater Podcast. Peace out, gang. Go Green.